took a okay. mirror off. And that was Mitch Marner announcing the pick, by the way. He stumbled his words a oh, little bit. Okay. And then he had a, a goofy smile. And I think it was Brendan Shanahan behind him. As soon as Mitch Marner said Rodion Amarov, he like uh, did the the Roman Yossi thing. He revealed the name on the back of the jersey. So Amirov to Toronto. That's the pick I would have made too, probably. One of those two wingers off the board now. Hope he doesn't end up being that good since he's on the rival team. Uh, but man, Montreal now picking 16. Dawson Mercer. That's the, that you you got to take Dawson Mercer now. That's the one. That's the one name I want. A lot of times in the draft, I'm thinking, all right, there are a couple of players here I would like. Not not this year. Sorry, the way it's played out. Dawson Mercer is the one I want. If you take someone else, then it'll probably be a disappointment. Unless like maybe Noel Gundler I could get behind, but that's probably won't happen since he's so late in the 20s on Bob's list. And Dawson Mercer, that's the yeah. one. Montreal on the board. It's the event of the night, people. It's what we've all been waiting for. Uh, patiently through 15 picks. And uh, this is it. Is the pressure's on uh, the boy. And uh, yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching uh, the, the the feed right now. Uh, now, like Mitch Marner just popped up. Is that is is it Morgan Riley? You said it was Brendan Shanahan. It looks like Morgan Riley. Um, oh, it is, I don't anyways. know. I guess I wasn't really looking in the back, but maybe it is Morgan. Yeah, Riley. it was Morgan Riley. Uh, dude flashed the smiles. He turned it around. So yeah, Amirov, nice pick there. Uh, the right pick. It wasn't Shakir time. Maybe it's Shakir time now. Uh, break my heart, Mark Bergevin. Go for it. Uh, and so uh, yeah, nice pick for Toronto. And yeah, I'm just a, a bag of nerves now with Montreal. Yep. All right. So this is now Montreal's pick is the halfway point of round one. Man, Dawson, I don't see. I I'm I'm confident. I'm confident they'll take Mercer. I'm yep, not. I hope. I'm not. Starting to creep I'm up not a at little all, bit. Man. If it was if it was not. someone like Jarvis or Amirov who was still there, I'd be I would be a lot more nervous about it. But the fact that it's Mercer, and the fact that Mercer was like a spot above. Ghoulie on Bob's list also. That I know I know obviously Bob's list has been diverted quite a bit here, but it gives me a little bit of, of confidence. And also it feels like the kind of guy who I can envision Trevor Timmons being like, I can have a, a, a selection, Dustin, Mercer. I can picture that. I can and I can feel it happening. So oh, I see okay. Mark Bergevan in the bottom left corner of the screen getting ready to make the announcement. But they're interviewing Cole Perfetti, I think it is. So they're not going to Mark yet, but I see him in the corner, and they haven't gone to Bettman yet, okay. and and also they've still got team. like two and a half minutes on the clock and no pickers in, so so we'll see. Okay, I just I just checked his junior team, uh, so I know you know what what who what am I expecting right now? I'm expecting Shakudami uh, if he does announce the team. Uh, we're looking for from the Shakudami Saganee Dawson Mercer. Um, but try not to fall. In, don't fall into the Jack Quinn trap because it could be Shakudami, oh. and they could be oh, taking no. Hendricks Lapierre because oh. they're Oh really? That's yep. That's fun. That you know, I was just about to mention. I look at those two names. Hendricks Lapierre gives me more Mark Bergevin vibes than Dawson Mercer. Um, I'm just gonna put that out there in the universe. Hopefully, I won't fall into the Jack Quinn trap. We need a new. We need a better name for that. The Jack trap. Uh, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, just Dawson Mercer, man. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. That's all I want right now. I want some Dawson Mercer action. You know, LaPierre, I'll come around to it a little bit. A little bit. Since he's been really good so far in this preseason in junior, uh, that high ceiling is really enticing. And the fact that it doesn't seem like it's going to be a, an injury that really hurts him long term, I wouldn't hate the LaPierre pick either. So if they start this selection with Shikudami, I'm I'll be satisfied either way. There we go. Mercer is my preference, okay. but I'll be satisfied either way. What was his injury? Do we know? Uh, Hendricks Lapierre? 
Uh, it was he had a couple concussions in the span of a few months, mm. but I think his agent reported it was actually more of a like a back problem than a concussion problem, and so there's a little bit of confusion about that. But those are of course serious injuries. But uh, apparently the agent, oh no, it's not the head, it's the back and rehab and stuff, and he'll heal and he'll be good as new ever again. So okay, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate the Lapierre pick, but really, really anybody else, I would not be pleased at all. Um. Yep. I uh, just I don't like really Caden is the guy who just I'm um, just praying, man. Like you don't need another low ceiling guy. You have like four of those already just on left defense on your roster. Um you've got Edmondson for four years for crying out loud. Yeah, so, you can't uh, let it go. Just... Never let it go. Oh god. Okay. No, I'm never letting it go. Uh so yeah. So how much time is on the clock? I'm getting nervous. Thirty getting seconds nervous. on the clock. Does not say pick is in yet, but Mark Bergman's standing at the podium, so it looks like he thinks the pick is in, even though Sportsnet isn't aware yet. Uh-huh. All right, watch them like they didn't file the pick, and so the pick is confiscated. Wow, so, it's four, forfeited selection. That'd be the, oh, there you go, pick yeah. is in. All right. Okay. Uh, so, so we're good. We're safe. Yeah, we're at least getting nervous. a player here. They aren't forfeiting the draft pick. <laughs> We've escaped worst case scenario. Good. That's good. Baby steps. All right, baby Man, Here it comes. All right, Batman's on. Here we go. Moment of truth. Dawson Mercer. Check good to me. Let's go. Thanks, Gary. The Canadian Moliars of Pierre de Selecte, the Montreal Canadiens select from the Western Hockey League Prince Alfred Raiders, Caden Gooley. I can't believe it. Okay. I can't believe it. I'm depressed. Disaster. This is just ridiculous. Awful. Um, just, Terrible. Oh, my goodness. I did not see this coming. Uh, to be totally honest, oh, this is rough. This wow, you know, uh, just I have a headache. I have a headache now, and my shoulder hurts, and my knee hurts, and my mind hurts, and my back, everything, everything hurts. Unbelievable! Ouch! I wow! Unbelievable! They just... they they're the ones. Oh. They're the ones that took the big. Caden oh. Gooley. We saw him ranked 14 on Bob's list. We said, "Wow, I can't." Who would be ridiculous enough to take Caden Gooley in the top 16? Well, our answer is Mark Bergerman. That's who, not the Oilers. Not the Maple Leafs, not the Carolina Hurricanes, of course. Not even the the Florida Panthers. Not even the Buffalo Sabers. I mean, that's a little different. I know, Montreal. That's who. That's who. No, no Dawson Mercer, who needs offensive skill. No Hendrix Lapierre, who needs a high ceiling. No, no Maverick Bork. No Noel Gundler. No Jacob Perot. No Connor Zary. I can name tons of players who I would have preferred. But they take Caden Gooley yeah. instead. Another uh, left defenseman. You see, you put it. You put it like that. Um, yeah, really, just another left defenseman. You didn't didn't need this. Um, didn't want this. Uh, yeah, just just such. We talked about this guy. Uh, who is gonna be the clown? Yeah, as you said, um, clearly, and we really should have seen this coming. The Habs are the. Uh, I told the other teams, take the keys away from this man, please. Take Gooley before the Habs can get their hands on him. And here we are, a clown pick. For an absolute cloud of a general manager, okay, who can't, I don't know, just that's just two straight L's today. Uh, really, three, if you consider the Osner, was completely of his own doing by signing that contract in the first place. And so, uh, yeah, man, another bad move. Fucking bad pick. And so, Caden Gooley, uh, after all that talk, he really is the Habs pick, isn't he? He really, he really is. is. 
Just you know, incredible. this very similar yeah, vibes to the Jake Sanderson pick, fifth overall. We said it when that pick was made. Ottawa's going to regret passing on high ceiling forwards like Marco Rossi and uh, Cole Perfetti, also Jamie Drysdale, to make that pick. So many high ceiling forwards still available here for Montreal, and I just named a bunch of them: Mercer, Lapierre, Gunler, Bork, Zeri, Perot, and they pass on them to take a, a low ceiling defenseman. Who's what's he gonna what's gonna happen? Probably. Let's think. Left side of the Canadians' defense now they're probably envisioning is going to be something like uh, Romanov, Norlander, Gouli, or maybe Gouli will be ahead of Norlander. But you also got Jaden Struble on the left. We are still helping makes the NHL. You got Jordan Harris, who I think still probably could. Uh, I don't know. I know we're kind of thinking ahead here, but possibly a trade happens there. So that's that's I don't know. It's it's a bad pick on on multiple fronts. Not a position of need, and not even close to the best player available. But just disappointing, yeah. very disappointing. It's we can't even get like all riled up and be entertainingly sad. We just have so much despair in our voice. Caden Gooley, wow! Enjoy having your name will have a negative connotation for the rest of existence just because Montreal drafted you 16th overall. At least in our eyes, man, could have had a positive connotation if you clowned around and been picked by Toronto. Um, that would have been <laughs> jokes. But here we are. Uh, it's just man, wrong player, wrong player. Just, oh, man, what a complete whiff. I understand there's still lots of time for this guy to develop. But, you know, the raw tools that you're supposed to develop, that you want to work on, they're just not there with this guy. They're not there with this guy. And when you're taking a guy right in the middle of the first round, you want a guy who you at least want to, you know, top four. And, like, if he's on the second pairing, you want him to be real good on the second pairing. And, you know, Kaden Gooley, you know, fuck, this guy won't, this guy just doesn't have offensive tools. And, well, he's solid defensively. Well, that's nice. Um, you know, those guys come so a dime Joel a dozen Edmondson. in the league. Yeah, exactly. They come a dime a dozen is what I'm saying. Well, except if you're Joel Edmondson, then it's many dimes a dozen. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just fuck, just such a bad fucking pick. Because it mm. just goes against the philosophy that I've been preaching of. You want to... Go for the studs. You want to go for the guys who you looked down two, three, four years, and you're like, damn, what a steal we got back then. How did we? How did it even fall to us uh, at where we were picking at midway through the first round? You know, and and you know what? You know who we we won't be saying that about Caden Gooley. I mean, even in our wildest dreams, this guy's just gonna be a guy. This guy's gonna be a dude if he makes it to the second pairing. If he's competent, all right. He's our second pairing defenseman. He's all right. We don't really talk about him too much. The only notable thing about him was that he was a first-round pick in 2020. That crazy year, remember? And then, uh, you know, just, uh, yeah. Just, it's, the problem is the ceiling here. The problem is the ceiling. There is no ceiling on this guy. Well, you know, well, maybe not no mm-hmm. ceiling, but very, very low ceiling compared to other players that were available. Exact, yeah, that's the thing. Look at everybody who else was available. Dawson Mercer and all those other guys. But Dawson Mercer's things in particular, just... Yeah, can't as you can't really envision a scenario where we're looking back in this draft going, "Wow, Gooley, that was a steal!" And if you redraft it, he probably goes higher. Uh, just I can't see that happening. And there are tons of players still on the board nope. who it could very well happen for. And I bet one of them is going to Chicago now. I'm not sure which. I guess Dawson Mercer. Uh, their pick is in, and so that that'll be nice to see uh, Stan Bowman picking the guy that the Montreal should have just taken now. Or maybe they go with Lapierre or Maverick Bork or Connor Zary. Or someone else. I don't. Let's see. Gary Bettman's up now. We'll see what they do.
just as important as what we do on it. We have a special guest joining us today to make our first choice from Fifth Third Arena here on Chicago's West Side. Please welcome one of the inaugural One West Side grant recipients, Jamile Cannon. Jamile is the founder and executive director of The Blob, which is a nonprofit boxing program that uses the love of boxing to provide mentorship and academic support to the youth of Chicago. With the 17th pick in the 2020 NHL draft from Ice Baron Berlin, the Chicago Blackhawks select Lucas Reichel. Mm-hmm. Lucas Reichel. Huh. Huh. That's huh. That, uh, uh, the guy's lifting up the jersey to show the name, but the arm is stuck. Okay, there we go. Now now we can see it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lucas Reichel. Man, yeah. you know, not a great pick either. Not a great pick. Makes me nope. feel a little better. Dawson Mercer slipping. Kind of a surprise. Uh, that'll probably be a steal for New Jersey if they go with him next. Uh, or maybe they'll really want that defenseman and go with Braden Schneider. Uh, either Lucas Reichel, there was rumblings like a Montreal might be looking at him, and he goes one pick after Montreal. So, uh, yeah, way, way to go. And, and honestly, Paterka will probably go. So they'll break that three Germans in the first round will be the new record. Yeah, I, I thought, yeah, I was, I was pretty convinced that Paterka was the better German out of the two. Uh, and I, that was the assessment I made when we did our prospect profile, throwback, throwback. And uh, I still stand by that because he's got the higher ceiling. And so, yeah, this is a bit of a, yeah, a bit of a head scratcher. And I would say a bit of a reach. I think he belongs lower in the first round. Uh, maybe near the late 20s, but uh, apparently they disagree with me, and so here we are, Lucas Reichel, and uh, man, I'm still I'm still reeling from the Habs pick, to be totally honest. Yeah, I was uh, just say, our energy, just both of our sucks. energies are just down now. We're shot. We were all pumped up before talking about all the picks, and now that's Caden Gooley, man. It's just we're both deflated, aren't we? Yeah, I mean he's got a funky name. That's the best thing I can say about Caden Gooley at this point. Caden um, is Caden is interesting. Gooley is is real funky. You got that U H L E action with a nice hard G, um, and yeah, one of the best you could talk about are the combos of alphabet <laughs> letters in his name. Alphabet letters. You already know you're in a low point for a first round pick. So uh, you know you could have taken a cooler name in Hendrix Lapierre, and I would have been happier. Maybe I wouldn't be talking about his name. I probably Maverick would, Ford. but maybe I would. That's another cool name, um, Maverick. Also true, very true. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess we're talking about Gooley again. Uh, so, uh, yeah, low ceiling and uh, no fun. And Reichel, yeah, I mean, he's a he's a nice player. He's a nice prospect. I mean, I think they're a better prospect. I'm surprised that Chicago didn't take Mercer. I'm surprised the Habs didn't take Dawson Mercer. Uh, and so, yeah, that's where we're at right now. I'm just gonna run to the bathroom. I'll be back in a minute. So. Uh, improvise for for a brief moment while I'm gone. Okay, all right. Um, so yeah, I mean, you look at the contrast of a of a good team uh, and a well-run team, and I'm looking at the draft pick so far, and uh, the contract is stark. And I'm talking about the Montreal Canadiens with the Toronto Maple Leafs right above them, and uh, you know, it's just it's it's laughing at me. It's laughing at me. Rodion Amirov, great pick. Caden Gooley. Uh, I mean, it's an atrocity. I'm sorry, people. Uh, I mean, you know, it's just, it's you got to take the best player available. And and even if you're, you're not, again, it's just, the problem is, right, uh, it's one thing if your general manager has a bad 
drafting philosophy and his drafting positioning, but the Habs don't need another fucking defenseman on the left side who is not anything special. And so, you know, it's just, what are you doing? You're not drafting positionally. You just don't have a good gauge of who is the best player available because, man, I don't understand how you see Kane Gooley here and you, and you look at him and you say, man, best player available. Uh, just confusing. And I, and are you back now? Yeah, yeah I'm here. Okay. Anyways, uh, I was I talking about how. Said. Yeah, I heard everything because I got okay. my, my Bluetooth right. headphones. So I, I fancy, heard you fancy. ranting about Caden Gooley while I was taking a piss. A strange experience. Yeah. But I just, I had it <laughs> nonetheless. Uh, you know, Caden Gooley's brother, Brendan, plays for the, the Ducks. He was, he was drafted by Buffalo. He went to Anaheim in the Brandon Montour trade, and he's like a fringe defenseman. Hopefully, Caden better grow into more than a fringe defenseman. Uh, they're interviewing Bergevin so. now uh, on in the in the studios. I'm not listening to what he's saying, but I'm sure I w- wouldn't agree with it because I'm sure he's defending the Caden Gooley pick. So, uh, yeah, not necessarily too interested in turning up the volume on that one, and they probably will go to the Devils pick soon anyway. Lucas Reichel, I thought of this while I was upstairs, joins uh, Dominic Kubelik with the Blackhawks for uh, German players. So I'm not sure. I can't think of any oh. uh, German player tandems in the NHL. Uh, maybe it's happened before, but uh, I can't think of any, and it looks like maybe that one is going to become one within the next few years. Hashtag squad goals. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Germany's really... Yeah, we talked about it before, these three German prospects. And yeah, I, I didn't even know Kubelik was German. He's German? That's cool. It's very cool I'm for pretty Germany. sure. Okay. All right. You can confirm that if you want. But yeah. uh, regardless, regardless, uh, you know, it's just, it's cool. Germany's one of those countries. Uh, really kind of came out of nowhere, I think. I'm sure there was some stuff behind the scenes where they really invested in their hockey programs and whatnot. But from a, from a, a very casual observer uh, into the European hockey world, it really does seem like it came out of nowhere. And so, uh, yeah, shout out to Germany. We'll have to see these new nations come out and, uh, you know, produce some real first-round talent, not even just these French players. Uh, we're seeing multiple first-rounders coming out of Germany, and that's always fun. That's yeah, I was wrong. Uh, Dominic Kublik is Czech. I don't know why I thought he was German. But anyway, the Devils pick is in at number 18, and Bettman's talking, so volume up once again. Okay. Dawson Mercer. Dawson Mercer to the Devils. There it is. Number 18. I mean, Good for them. There's the pick. They get Holtz at number 7. Uh, questionable, but not bad. They get Mercer. Not at all questionable. Best player available. And I bet if the Flames don't take Braden Schneider, then that's who the Devils are going to be going for at, at number 20. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're going for the, uh, the guy out of the fenceman to the hall. And uh, I mean, I don't like, I wouldn't like the Schneider pick either. But hey, yeah. So Dawson Mercer should be a have right now. Forever salty, forever salty. Um, you know, the grudges keep piling up with me and Mark Bergman, man. We got, you know, I'm just going to, now we had the Joel Edmondson. We have, uh, we have Joe, we can add Josh Anderson to the list today. And then we can add Caden Gooley to the list as well. And so uh, here we go. Uh, you know, just, uh, yeah. So great pick for New Jersey, though. Compliments to them. They didn't screw it up. They just picked the best player available. Did the right thing. Did the right player evaluation. Because that's what it is. You know, he's got the upside. And uh, yeah, nice pick for New Jersey. Nothing shocking there. Yeah, uh, I don't know why. I never really noticed this. I mean, I don't know why I would have. But when you just said Joel Edmonton and Josh Anderson back to back, it struck me how similar their names sound. We talk about how they're both J names, but also you know they both end with Sun, their last names, and they've got the same you know meter and 
accent of syllables. So I guess Mark Bergman is trying to build a, a team of players that he can make good poems with their names. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe he's got a gig lined up as a poet. Who knows with Mark? <laughs> uh but uh like come on man come on man and so yeah with this with this terrible day in have transactions you know like i, I kind of climbed off the wagon for a little bit because i have the team was doing well in the playoffs but i'm i'll really slowly get him back on the wagon oh we need to fire this guy before he really screws it up again um and uh you know i don't like these moves i don't think they're gonna pan out and uh yeah just get his I, I'm, I'm on the train again i'm on the train Fire this man. Let's yeah, go. Well, of course they won't do that this off season. And you know no. what? I expect, I don't know, actually, if they, they probably do expect to make the playoffs this year since they kind of did that this past season. If they miss, does Bergevin's job go into question? I feel like ever so slightly, maybe. But Jeff Molson seems super committed to him. So I honestly haven't given it much thought, the notion that they might fire him and in like a couple of years at this point, because it seems like that barely ever crosses Jeff Molson's mind. Yeah, no, I, I think I see this pretty cold. As much as I'd like it to be, you know, flaming hot right now. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, there, uh, there's not much confidence in ownership in this, in this over here either, you know, just, uh, yeah, he just keeps expressing confidence in Bergeron. I mean, it's not like he would do anything else, but it, it's not like he would you know, actively go against Bergeron. But like, you know, it looked like he's going out of his ways to uh, to praise the man more than he needs to, and so yeah, it really does feel like uh, Molson's a fan of Bergevin. Uh, you know, just yeah, it just doesn't. He seems like at best uh, an average personnel guy, yeah, an average general manager, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so just you make some nice trades, nothing huge. Uh, you seem to botch a few big ones. Picks are too great, except for the ones that are like kind of handed to you, like Cole Caulfield is handed to him. Uh, and so, yeah, really does feel like this guy. We're starting to get more and more read on him, obviously, as he spends years and years in the GM position. This guy is just, he's kind of mediocre. Well, he's not kind of mediocre. He's mediocre as a, as a GM. And so, you know, got to strive for, for some excellence here, people. So, yeah, Jeff Molson. Gonna- yeah, I was just going to mention that this Ghoulie pick and a lot of the also like second and beyond round picks last year that I wasn't such a fan of puts into perspective. Maybe maybe this uh, this team of drafters in Montreal isn't actually so good. And, you know, Cole Caulfield, when you put things into perspective like that, they really they, they got lucky. They got lucky getting a top 10 talent fall to them at number 15 overall. And I mean, should you be praised that much for that? Maybe not. I mean, we could, of course, as fans, we're extremely glad that it played out that way. Now we get Cole Caulfield on our team, but do we use that as a, a judgment of Mark Bergevin's drafting ability or Trevor Timmons? Maybe not. Kind of the same kind of situation where you're like, oh, look how uh, great the I don't know the Oilers are doing a drafting because when they got Mc, or look how good a GM Peter Shirelli is. He got Connor McDavid. Like that's I could have done. Anybody could have done that drafted Connor McDavid first overall. It's not quite the exact same situation, but I think it I think it applies. I think it's a it's a it's a good analogy. Yeah. I mean has aside from okay, the one exception I think of is obviously Alexander Romanov. But aside from that, has has he really found any, you know, uh, so you know, gems in the rough, so to speak? I mean Lekanen. I can't really think of any. Like Lekanen's nice. Norlander seems like he's pretty promising. Um but like, you know, this Kaden guy Primo. doesn't have the greatest track record at all. Yeah, Caden Primo's a good one, yeah. Um, but, you know, 
What? Uh, Elliot Friedman reports Calgary is trading down, trading the 19th oh, pick. Oh, first trade. Trading the 19th pick to the Rangers for number 22 and 72. So it's not on the broadcast oh. yet, but it's on my Twitter feed, Elliot Friedman says. So looks like the, the Rangers have their eye on someone in particular who they really like. And they want to move up and and take them. Batman's talking now. He's probably just announcing the trade, but I'll turn turn it up just to make I think sure. It's Braden Schneider. Yeah, so he's just announcing the pick. I don't I don't think it's Schneider. Uh, I feel like I know we don't say I know we say don't draft positionally, but they have so they have three great right defensemen on their team right now. Or well, they're not like great, but they're like you know a group of three very good: Adam Fox, Jacob Truba, Tony D'Angelo, mm-hmm. plus right shooting defenseman Niels Lundqvist, who's probably ready to jump into the NHL right away. So I don't think, yeah, uh, if you really think Schneider's the best one there and he's still there at twenty-two, maybe you take him. But it doesn't seem like the kind of player you'd. Oh, oh, sorry, they're making the pick now. They took Hendricks Lapierre. Sorry, I didn't realize they were going to them right away. But they moved up three spots to take Hendricks Lapierre. Okay. That makes sense because I don't think Hendricks Lapierre would have lasted them at 22, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, that makes sense as a player to move up for where you really like the the high ceiling, you know, maybe had him in the top 15. Also, we've mentioned how the Rangers uh, really need to start filling in the, the center pipeline. Um, I don't think I would have moved up for him because – Connor Zary is still available, and I think that's a similar value player. Those are two centers, plus Maverick Bork, also a center. So that's three guys. At least one of them would have probably fallen to it, number 22. But if he's really your favorite, I don't mind it. Great for Calgary to move down, get that extra pick, especially at this point in the draft. But the Rangers, I also, do they have a second-round pick? I feel like they don't, so they might have just given up their third round or two. I'll see when the next time they pick is, but it might be like till the fourth round. Look, the, I I don't look. I don't blame them for picking a guy like Hendricks Lapierre in particular because of the upside. Um, I think the upside is there and it's really there just because um, you know, guys is kind of an unknown with uh the with what's with what's uh with his injury. So I mean, I think they're really going for the home run, and and it's it's much more of a home run than if you go for a guy like Connor Zary who's still on the board. Uh, and so, you know, yeah, he's a, he's a guy. I think King, uh, Hendricks Lapierre, aside from the excellent name, which I have to keep mentioning uh, because, you know, it's stated in the law. Uh, just I think <laughs> I think he's the kind of guy where the upside is there and it's so unknown. It's so unknown that, like, he's really taking a gamble and it could really, really pay off for him a few, a few years down the road. If he can stay healthy, he can really develop. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a guy who could really be a home run. I think... You know, I, I generally, I agree with you. I don't think moving up is the greatest thing. I think, you know, value-wise, you want to get some more kicks at the can. Uh, and they're giving up a third-round pick, which is quite significant. And so, would I have done this myself? Probably not. But I definitely, definitely do understand making the move for a guy in particular like Hendrix Lapierre. Yeah, like if that, if that one hits, then that's a... A great piece, especially with the Rangers. That's a it's got top six center potential, and uh, a lot of times you don't have players like that with who definitely do have top six potential still available at the nineteenth pick overall. So they go with Lapierre. Uh, Caden Gooley's being interviewed right now on Sportsnet from his home. He's got his Canadians cap on his head. 
He's got his uh, his earbuds in, and he looks a lot like a uh, a, a second pairing defenseman to me. Yeah. So, uh, oof. I mean, this was gonna stay. This is our first podcast draft, and so you know, and it's it's our it's, you know it's it's the first live reaction, big time low that has been broadcast that's that we've had recorded right. Uh, oh, yeah. just, disaster move live reaction uh so you know this one this one's a this one's a milestone it's oh a milestone wait a second for the wait a second oh wait wait, yeah. wait 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 i'm sorry uh maybe the rangers didn't oopsie uh wait i'm turning up the volume Yeah, I'm sorry. They did not take Hendricks Lapierre. I was incorrect. Uh, they just they cut away to their draft room, and it was one of the panel people who just said like the name Lapierre, and I was like, oh, oh they took Lapierre. Okay. And so the Rangers had been on the clock that entire time, and the, wow. Hendricks Lapierre is not a New York Ranger. They traded up three spots for Braden <laughs> Schneider. Exactly what you predicted they would do, and I said that would be pretty dumb. That's what they did. They traded up for Ranger Schneider. Wow, we just wasted like three minutes talking about. Oh yeah, Rangers took just took uh, just took Hendricks Lapierre. That's a pretty good move. Now we can totally reevaluate our judgments, and I think we both uh, say, "Wow, this seems a lot dumber." No, now knowing that uh, that they've taken Braden Schneider. Yeah, let's, let's dunk on the ass right now. Um, just Dunkin wow. There we go. Um, just man, bad move. <laughs> I mean, total 180. Uh, trading up trading up for Hendricks Lapierre is, you know, a justifiable move. I understand 100%. Uh, trading up for, you know, yet again, uh, this is a pairing, right? Gouli Schneider, low ceiling defenseman that we're going to go too high for my liking. Uh, and here we are. Uh, and so, yeah, Schneider was a guy who, yeah, just doesn't have the offensive upside that you would like out of a guy you're taking out of the, in the first round. And for a guy that you're trading up for and giving up a third round pick when you don't have a second, it's just, and when you, you did mention that, but that positional need that they don't have uh, on defense, the Rangers, uh, just uh, really a head scratcher. And it's again, this player evaluation of how can you fucking possibly look at this guy and think he's the best player available right now? Like, you know, it just, and then projecting like in terms of, you know, you know what, he, what he's going to be in four or five years. Uh, I don't understand yeah. it. I don't understand it. You know, it's just, this guy's not the best player available. Why are you doing drafting him when you don't even need, you don't even have a need for him positionally. There's just, it makes no sense. Same thing for the goalie pick. It just makes no sense. Uh, so yeah, the Rangers, you're trading up, giving up assets on top of that. So just real question marks all around. Yeah. You know, if the Rangers do, if they end up doing something like uh, trading Tony D'Angelo, which if I were in charge of that team, I would love to do. Maybe look and see if Jacob Truba has any trade suitors around the league, unless he has like a, a full no trade or something, which he might. But if they manage to trade him, get rid of that big contract, and all of a sudden you're looking at it in Adam Fox, Niels Lundqvist, Braden Schneider, right side of the defense, and maybe you recoup some assets in the D'Angelo or Trouba trade that fell out the left side. Now it's a great defense. But on the other hand, trading up three spots in the first round to take a guy who you're thinking, well, maybe he'll be our third pair right defenseman. Not such a not such a smart strategy at all. But you know, it's kind of interesting. We were talking before, like, oh, Devils probably want to get Schneider with the twentieth pick. Now New York, their bitter rival, trades up a couple spots and and steals him right before the Devils can. Devils are probably extremely frustrated right now. So it's funny, funny to think about Jeff Gordon saying like, hmm, maybe Braden Schneider isn't a great fit with our team, but the Devils want him, so we'll just be be nuisances and move up and take him. Yeah, and, and honestly, it's probably for the Devils' good that the Rangers did this, right? Yeah. Uh, so, but but yeah, that's why that's why my initial reaction when I saw you know they traded up. 
uh, was, yeah, they're going to take, it looks like they're going to take Braden Schneider because really you look at the other guys and, you know, he's the, he's the next defenseman on the board. Whether you should be picking him is a totally different question. But, you know, it's just, uh, if you're going to trade up for a guy, uh, you know, I would think, I would expect that it would be Braden Schneider. I think it's the wrong move, but yeah, that's that. And so uh, here we are. Uh, who's next? I think it's the Devils now. Uh, yeah. I bet they're... They wanted that defenseman. Maybe they'll still go for it. You know, Justin Barron's there. Uh, that's I would like that pick better than fucking Braden Schneider. I got to tell you that. There's a bit more upside there, I would think. But, um, I mean, man, Hendricks LaPierre is still there. Uh, guys like... Yeah, you look at the... Yeah, Bob's best Bob's, Bob's best available right now. It's pretty, it's pretty good in terms of the top four guys. I think it's pretty spot on in terms of talent evaluation. Uh, I, I just realized we, uh, I'm still waiting for my boy, William Wallander. And so maybe this is the time for him. Maybe this is maybe. the time for him. I said I was hoping this guy was going in the top 20. This is still the top 20. We're Let's go. Let's go. Mm-hmm. It's time for some Willie Wallander action. Yeah, Justin Barron is the best defenseman left on Bob's board. Uh, William Wallander is the next best, ranked number 27 on Bob's list. Uh, so out of the top 20 on Bob's list, uh, 19 of them are gone now, and it's 19 picks. So all the 19 picks so far that have been taken in the draft are all in the top 20 somewhere on Bob's list. Hendricks LaPierre, ranked number 15, is the only one not taken yet. If the Devils do go with LaPierre, then Bob not in the right order, of course, but goes 20 for 20, which would be kind of remarkable, even though the order has been shifted around a bit. But, you know, you mentioned Wallander. I have a feeling maybe the Devils aren't as high on him as you are. And I know some teams are thinking like, oh, you know, not a safe pick. A lot of question marks in his game, spotty defensively. Maybe he like, he could even fall to the second round, to be honest. But if the Devils swing here, swing big, try to take Wallander, then I think that's a pretty good pick. And it fills a need organizationally, too. But I'd go with a forward first. And so if I'm a... If I'm a Devils fan, I think the weight has been lifted now that Braden Schneider is off the board, to be totally honest. Uh, I, I would have sure liked to have that happen uh, with Caden Gooley, really. Um, but, it. you know, I no, but like I, if I'm a Devils fan, right, they don't have to worry about Braden Schneider anymore. They got, they got a list of guys who, like, you pick them and you're like, oh, that's a nice pick. Solid stuff. Um, there's really nobody who's throwing real red flags, right? Shaquille uh, Kevin on Bob's list. Obviously, obviously, yeah, you can go and take a guy like Shakir uh, and really reach. But, uh, you know, Bob's been accurate, spot on tonight. And so if that trend continues, and I'm a Devils fan, I'm looking at it right now and going, nice. That's the stuff I like to see because uh, they're getting a good player no matter what, really, uh, and, and a guy with upside. Uh, All right, Edmund's really, talking. You can take anybody. Devils for pick 20, okay. so volume back up once more. Nice. Tommy boy. Yo! <laughs> Yo! I fucking did it! I Wow. Wow, the New York Rangers, they were playing the long game. They said the only way we can get the Devils to take Shakir Mukamadulin is if we move up to take Braden Schneider. They sacrificed for the greater good. Wow. 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 Game do- wow. What a meme. Incredible. Incredible. Just wow. I don't even I know. I can't believe it. First of all, you you, you called it. Right? You called it. You just said it. Um, I like, can't believe I, just I was fully joking. You were saying no one's available with red flags. 
and I said Shakir Mukamadoula and red flags. All right, here we go. We're looking Man. at Bob's list right now. I am reading, so I'm reading the draft order, starting with Lafreniere, then going Byfield, Stutzel, Raymond, telling you where they were on Bob's list. All right, for the bit. We're doing this for the bit, committing to the bit. Okay. One, all right, three. All right, so let me start. One, three, two, six, eight, four, nine. Uh, who was, uh, then it was 10, was Jack Quinn. Then Rossi, seven, Perfetti, five, 11, 12, 18 was Jarvis, 16, Holloway, Amirov, 19, uh, Gouli, 14, uh, Reichel, 20, who is number 18, Dawson Mercer, 13, then we got Braden Schneider, 17, and number 42, Shakir Mugamadou. Hi! Uh, and that's higher than he is on many other lists i've seen i've mentioned this a couple days ago that a lot of smart prospect people say oh i would not take this guy in the top two rounds i've someone said like i wouldn't even take him in the top five rounds this is a strange pick for the devils and a terrible reach and he's in his home now i don't know where it looks kind of looks like he's back in russia with his family uh pretty grainy video quality there kind of looked like like, uh shell-shocked a little bit and understandably so Man, what even? Uh, just, uh, I mean, really, I, I think you can see the effect of the Rangers jumping up and taking Braden Schneider. I think the Devils fully expected to take him. They're drafting positionally, and I think that's that's apparent. It's not like, but that's the thing. They could have drafted positionally and picked a better player. Wallander. <laughs> they, they drafted Aaron. positionally. Several more. And, and, took, and taken a much worse player. And so, uh, yeah, really the question marks on this guy uh, lied about. Uh, and, uh, yeah, first, uh, when I say go boom or bust, this is not what I mean. Um, <laughs> just, uh, I mean, like, come on people, uh, just, yeah, this is, this is, this feels like the devils were not prepared or they were just completely off on their evaluation. Uh, yeah. So just, you really should have gone with just fucking a forward. I really did jinx it by saying, wow, there's nobody here that they haven't has any red flags that could, you know, the devils fans will be oh, happy yeah. with no matter what, uh, just ultimate jinx. Uh, just a real combo punch on the on the witchcraft front from both of us here. Uh, just uh, just really kind of screwed the devils. Wow, look at us. Back to Braden Schneider for a second. Greg Wyshynski has a tweet that says, everything they just said about Braden Schneider, I assume on the, the, the broadcast, is what they said about Dylan McElrath, who was, of course, a Rangers pick 10th overall in, I think, 2010. They famously passed on Cam Fowler to take him. A big, strong, tough defensive defenseman. And a Macarath, of course, didn't really pan out, never really made in the NHL. Uh, of course, too early to tell with Braden Schneider, but Greg Wyshynski uh, draws a comparison. Yeah, uh, just... Mm. Mm. So yeah, a couple bad picks now. But I guess, I, I don't know, if you're the Rangers, are you happy? Because uh, you, you forced the devil's hand? Um, eh, probably not. I mean, no, probably I'm not. Rangers no, fan, no, no, I wouldn't no. be. Well, no, of course not. Um, just wow. Um, just two, just two bangers back to back. Braden Schneider and then Shakir, my boy. Shakir watch was on all along. It turns out. Uh, just uh, oh. woof, woof. Just uh, okay. At least, at least we didn't take Shakir. At least, at least we didn't take Shakir Mukum with Dylan. Um, that's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Dylan Griffin is like no way LMAO about Mukem Dulan. 
And here's J.D. Burke. The New Jersey Devils make the worst pick of the first round, drafting Tolper Ufa defenseman Shakir Mukamadoulin. They found a way to outdo Tyler Cleveland in this spot. He's gangly, can skate decently relative to his size, massive shot, thinks the game terribly. And I guess that's really the big knock <laughs> against Mukamadoulin is the hockey IQ, to use that, that buzz, buzz term, I guess, uh, just isn't there. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. We, we hear hockey IQ a lot, right? Oh, this guy's a smart player. He's got great vision. Um, but, you know, that just, that just makes him much more alarming when somebody says, this guy has no fucking hockey IQ. Uh, and then you're like, whoa, fucking big red flag. Big red yeah. flag. Uh, and well, so, Blue Jackets uh, pick is in. Blue Jackets pick. Batman's talking. Interruption okay. again. Give us the heat, Yarmo. <laughs> oh, love that voice. <laughs> Whoa! Igor Chinikov. Igor Chinikov. heard of that name. Was a projected like fourth rounder or something crazy. Shane, he's not even on Bob's list. He's not even. He's not even on Bob's top ninety-three. Or honorable this guy, mentions. This guy's a second year. Wow. Igor wow. Chinikov. Is he, he's an overrager, I think. Yeah, he is. Okay. This is the second Man. time around in the draft. Okay, Devils, I'm sorry. I should have saved some roasting energy for the Blue Jackets. You know, after Yarmo fleeced Montreal today, this disastrous pick makes me feel a little bit better. I saw a, a tweet earlier that was like, oh, Igor Chinikov is getting overhyped. And I'm like, I've never seen him getting hyped anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that, that whoever said that, who I don't remember who, was a little more in tune than me because there he goes, twenty first overall. Wow, that's two back to back ridiculous picks. Ridiculous picks. <laughs> We've moved right into Clown Town over here uh, on draft night, and uh, wow, Igor Chinikov goes before Hendrix Lapierre, Connor Zary, a whole bunch of other people. Um, yeah, this is one of those guys who I have literally. Never heard of. Um, never heard of his name. Nothing. There's just you talk about I've never heard the hype. I've literally just never heard his name uttered uh in anybody's mouth in anybody's tweet. Uh so yeah, just to see this guy come out uh, out of nowhere. Out just out of nowhere. Um so what is he? I don't even know what position he plays or kind of he's a right he's winger. A winger. He shoots yeah, left. A... That's funky. Um and yeah, so, so yeah, Europe, showing on Sportsnet yeah. now. Uh, 30th ranked European skater by NHL Central Scouting, which probably equates because they split up North American and European equates to about like I don't know 75th, 80th overall according to them. Uh, Columbus doesn't pick until Montreal's second, third rounder that they just got today, and I bet you Trinikov would have still been there. I I'm oh. relatively confident he would have been if Columbus didn't take him today. Just you look who's on the board as you say, Maverick Bork. Noel Gundler, Connor Zary, uh, JJ Paterka, William Wallander, Yan Mishak, so many other, obviously there are many other players who I would value over Igor Chinikov, but it's crazy. Like, uh, here's some, I'm just Twitter searched Chinikov to see if anyone's saying anything interesting. Here's someone named Ryan Wagman, who I've never heard of, says, <laughs> um, what just happened? Mukama Doolin was a stretch. Chinikov was a whole other level WTF. <laughs> Uh, let's see what I yeah, was saying. Shocker, shocker. Here's the CBJ artillery. I've never heard of CBJ. I've selected Igor Chinikov. Google's Igor Chinikov. Imagine. Okay. I don't feel so bad about Caden Gooley anymore. To be honest, my, my spirits have been lifted a little bit because I think, okay, <laughs> I guess if you count 
maybe Sanderson and Quinn also. You could make the argument Caden Gooley is like the fifth uh, most embarrassing selection. Maybe even maybe even lower. Maybe like sixth or seventh if you really aren't a fan of of Lucas Reichel or something. Maybe like sixth. So you know, I'm not feel obviously Gooley still not a fan of the pick by any stretch, but makes me at least for the time being feel a little better seeing Shakumu Kamadulin picked one spot before Igor Chinikov. <laughs> I just saw a tweet from Down Goes Round. Blue Jackets just took a guy at 21 and nobody on Sportsnet even seems to know who he is and it's honestly great TV. Um, yeah, I just saw that right now as he started saying it. <laughs> I mean, wow. Wow, we really have reached cloud. No, the real winner here, the real winner, you know who it is? It's the Calgary Flames. Holy shit. Yeah, wow. Um, you moved down ahead. from 19 and two no-namers get taken in between. <laughs> Not only that, you, the the Rangers took a guy who, you know, they reached with their pick too. So like three guys, I imagine there's nobody uh, who was on their draft board at number one who got picked. And now they get their, whoever they want, uh, who, you know, am I going to say it again? Really, anybody on that list has no red flags. Um, uh, to, to, to tempting up. fate here. Um, I really am, but it's okay because I'm not a Flames fan. And so, uh, wow, just wow, Igor Chinakov. Holy shit. Um, clearly the resounding reaction among us and, and like hockey Twitter is who the fuck is this guy? And that's not a good sign. It's not a good sign when you're drafting in the first <laughs> round, right? Uh, you're talking about getting good value. This is some serious bad value. Um, yeah, as you said, you probably see this guy in the third round and you don't blink twice. And so uh, just uh, just incredible, incredible mm-hmm. work. You know, you, we're looking at it still there. Bork, Gundler, Zeri, uh, Hendrix LaPierre. Maybe it makes sense for Calgary to try to move down again. I think the Leafs did that uh, like in 2015. They moved down twice. It didn't work out so great for them because they uh, missed on Travis connecting and ended up with Travis Dermott. But I mean, with the Flames here, uh, if someone wants to move up, whoever's picking 25, 26, 27 in that range, you got teams like uh, Colorado, St. Louis, Anaheim. If one of them wants to move up, move back because there are tons of great forwards still available who would all provide great value who will still be available in a couple picks down the road. Yeah. And so, oof. okay. I'm just, I gotta, man, really went up there. Uh, the energy just skyrocketed as I, uh, as we were rolling yeah. through these picks. You went to a lull after just, the ghoulie just, pick, just but Mukama Doolin, extra yeah, jolt. Oh, and exactly. Extra jolts from Mukama Dillon. Hell, even the Schneider pick, I got some jolt out of it. And now, the cherry on top when of the Sunday. we thought it was LaPierre. The, the straight, the fibrillator, the fibrillator shot right to the fucking chest. Uh, you know, right there. Yegor Chinikov. Um, just wow. Wow. And uh, Calgary. Just just good <laughs> shit here. Um, to have, like, even on my feed, it says their clock is over. Have they not made the pick on your end? Uh, no, they haven't. Says their clock is over here too. Uh, we're not c- talking to Batman yet. We're not cutting away. Maybe they have moved down again. I don't know. Uh, but more on Igor Chinikov, Colin Cudmore. <laughs> uh, they have like next to all the players, their proje- their projected range. Ascarov was like nine to fourteen. Lundell was like seven to fourteen. Chinikov is listed at ninety three to two hundred seventeen. <laughs> this is projected <laughs> range. This is probably ever since I've been like a fan of the draft since. 2013 where i followed it really closely i was like 11 uh this is the biggest surprise like more cider i think last year that was the new biggest surprise this one is a bigger surprise i think or maybe just the i've gotten used to cider now because i guess maybe top 10 it's like a different 
different level, different vibe. But you take this guy who, if he doesn't get drafted at all, I, I barely think about it. Like, you know, I nope. maybe it wouldn't have even been a surprise. It was, I don't know. If you ask me, oh, is Igor Chinikov going to get drafted? I say probably. Uh, that name sounds somewhat familiar. What is he like a, a projected fifth rounder? Uh, oh yeah. Oh look at me. I called it. I called it once again. Elliot Friedman tweets: Calgary is moving again with Washington for picks number twenty-four and eighty. So Calgary really working mm-hmm. the the draft table here, and they're probably going to end up with a great value player, unless they're just they have their eye on some rando like I don't even know, like Yaroslav Lakachyov, and they're like, oh, we might as well move down, unlike Columbus, and take him. Oh, uh, we're over to Bettman now. I assume he's just announcing the trade, so I won't turn up the volume this time. Okay, and so, yeah. Wow, okay, Calgary trading down again. And so they only trade down a couple spots. They get a nice third rounder out of there, and I imagine they're looking at their draft board, right? It's, a, it's kind of a math thing, right? You're, what, two picks away uh, now, and you've got, say, three guys that you really like, and you and they're they're kind of the same. They're on the same tier, and you think they'd be a really good steal. Wait I don't a honestly, second, Washington uh, might be the, making the pick. Yep. All right, there we go. The, uh, William Molnar, baby. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Total silence. Uh, I fell for it again. Uh, they were wow. not. Okay. In fact, making the pick. They're just they're on the clock now. Five minutes to go. Uh, you know what, Washington? I could see them having their eye on Lapierre. Uh, them moving up. They don't have many centers in the pipeline right now, or maybe Maverick Bork, Connor Zeri, all options. We keep repeating the same names. All those three centers are still available, and uh, at least one of them will still be there for Calgary, who now have added uh, what have they? Add? They've added now two picks to their repertoire, repertoire, moving down a couple times. I uh, don't know how many they had to begin with. I think like seven or so, an average amount. Yeah, so uh, pretty admirable work from uh, Brad for living uh, because uh, yeah, you're just getting value. You're just getting value here, loading up the picks, getting as many nice shots at the caddies as you want. We talked about how third round picks, they, they have a, they have a, you know, a somewhat decent success rate. Well, he's got a couple more. And so that's, that's very good for him, especially for, you're talking about the, the prospects that he like, you know, he missed out on between the first uh, move down really nobody. And uh, yeah, I imagine the second one can't be too bad in terms of, quality of prospect available at 20 and 22 at this point. And so, uh, yeah, just Calgary work in the draft call, draft phone, whatever. And, uh, I mean, good for them. Uh, and so, yeah, my point still stands. I went and talked about for three minutes about how it makes sense to, dra- to trade up for a guy like Hendricks LaPierre. Um, it, it still stands. And uh, if Washington goes ahead and fix him, I, I wouldn't blame them for uh, doing so. Yeah, so Calgary went into today with seven picks, and now they've got nine as it stands right now. After moving back, uh, they've added those those two second rounders. Washington, uh, no, sorry, not second rounders, third rounders. The one from New York was, I think, seventy second overall, and the one from Washington is eightieth overall. So Washington's on the clock. Got a lot of options. They're interviewing uh, Tim Stutzla now, I think, because he's got a Sens hat and he's not Jake Sanderson. So deductive reasoning. Wow. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, Sherlock Holmes over here on the other side of the podcast. Uh, sure. And uh, yeah, so Greg Wyshynski comes out with a tweet. And uh, so, yeah, he's hearing that the the Rangers believe the Devils wanted Braden Schneider at 20. And that's why they hopped. That makes total sense. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's still nice to see positional drafting is still a thing uh, because it uh-huh. uh, fucking worked. Uh, Shakir Mukadimadillon, uh, highlight number two of the night after my boy Igor, Igor Chinakov. Chinakov. Wow. Man, I bet the Devils were like, "Oh no, Schneider's gone." Uh, what's our next? Def- yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make a joke, but like, I can't even make a joke because that's what happened. They were like, "Who's the next best defenseman on our board?" Shukimu Kamadulin. 
All right, I guess that's who we take. That's not even a joke. That's exactly what just happened a couple minutes ago. It's just so it's so funny that you didn't you like you fucking you tell the story and it's already it seems like a joke. Uh, and, uh, yeah, man, it's just it's like, exactly. It's, it's funny. Caden Gooley has just has just completely whiffed out the window in terms of uh, things we've been talking about. That's just how crazy this has been. Uh, and uh, yeah, just wow. Who, who who's who's our next Washington pick? Who's the guy you just said? The name of earlier is a joke, because um, uh, uh, you know. Oh, Yaroslav Lakachyov. That was my joke pick. There we go, Yaroslav uh-huh. Lakachyov. Put your hand on your phone right now. Uh, you're about to get a call from the boys <laughs> over in Washington. Because uh, right. it's woof. Batman's talking. Man. We're going. Let's see who Washington takes. Okay. Andrews Lapierre, they did it. They moved up for Lapierre, just like we thought the Rangers did. Uh, nope, they're divisional rivals. The Washington Capitals did, and uh, yeah, I mean, you, I don't love moving up, especially like only two spots at this point in the first round, and when there are other comparable players available. But I mean, as I kind of said about New York when I thought they drafted Lapierre, uh, that ceiling you could argue is a step above everyone else available. So if you're gonna trade up for someone, that would make sense. Yep, hundred percent. And uh, I mean, they're they're hopping a, a division rival as well uh, in Philadelphia, right? That's that's the only team that they hopped. They hopped yeah. Philadelphia, and I guess they they thought that they might be taking them. And so, I mean, sure. I mean, sure. Uh, if that's what you want to do, uh, and I think they're getting good value here. And I think this is one of those swing for the fences, and I can't blame them for that. Uh, do I totally agree with moving up? Not really. Um, and and you said it for the same reasons. But uh, yeah, for a guy like Hendricks Lapierre, that's what I was saying. I was like, I don't love the move when I, when I thought we were talking about New York. So I don't love the move, but I think it's certainly justifiable. And it's, you know, I, I don't hate it. Yeah. Uh, now, as we start getting to pick 23 with the Flyers, we're starting to get into uh, into steel territory, I think. I feel like every year at this point in the draft, they're like a big clump of guys who I'm like, Oh, any of these would be great value here. Like this happens every year. It's happening again this year. And same names: Bork, Derry, Gundler, Perot. Uh, any of those I think would be a great pick. And I'm sure one or two or a couple of them might trickle down to the very late stages of the first round and end up being steals. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, gotta cheer for the the boy William Wallander. Uh, hopefully, sure. uh, the top twenty dream is dead. But uh, hopefully he can slide in, slide in real smooth to the in the first round. Another guy, JJ Paterka. Uh, he's his, he, this is his range right here, and uh, uh-huh. I expect him to complete the German trio. If he doesn't, if he manages to make it to the second round, I'd be very, very surprised. Yeah, I hope he goes in the first round. I want to see that German trio. I'll go on day one. Uh, looking at my Twitter TL right now, a lot of people seem to get the feeling that Hendricks Lapierre just gets, you get the vibe that that's like a steal of the draft. And you can, we both kind of say you can totally see that coming to fruition. Now uh, that's a player of Washington and maybe other teams had in their top 15, maybe even like, you know, top 12 or something based on the ceiling that he showed uh, not really this past season, but the one before that and at the Holinka Gretzky tournament. And uh, you know, Washington, they've still got Backstrom and Kuznetsov locked in for a while. Uh, Lars Zeller, I think, has a couple years left too. But LaPierre, you know, get another great center into the system. Not a problem at all. Uh, interested to see who the Flyers will go with now. They um, 
Kind of short on right defenseman in the system. Also, Matt Niskanen retired the other day, kind of out of nowhere. Didn't see that coming. So maybe Justin Barron is a target for them. Maybe they'll be interested in in taking him instead of one of those forwards we keep talking about. Yeah, uh, Justin Barron is probably yeah is the best defenseman here. If uh, you don't can if you don't count you know Wallander. my uh, my fandom for uh, Wallander. Uh, and so uh, yeah, it's just we're looking good here uh, with so yeah Philly. All right. And so, yeah, back, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, Washington. Washington with a Hendricks LaPierre pick. So, yeah, as I said, this guy could be the steal of the draft. And, uh, yeah, he's got he's got the guys ahead of him. You listed the guys who still have some years left in terms of, you know, just being being centers on the Washington Capitals. And so this guy has time to develop. He lost, year, he lost the year last year because of the injury. And so, especially with these late first-round guys, you want to give them time to develop. I think Washington's a very nice fit there in terms of yeah they've got the center depth right now they don't need to call him in call on him immediately and so yeah give him the time and yeah we've seen the upside this guy could absolutely be the steal of the draft and I and I definitely like the fit there in terms of being able to let him develop over the years. Uh huh. Washington had a great first round pick last year too, Connor McMichael, also a center, and he exploded in junior this year in the OHL. He was a key piece on the Canadian World Junior team also, that won gold back in January. So, I mean, they won that Stanley Cup, and they've kind of been a disappointment over the past two seasons, at least in the playoffs. But they're starting to rebuild their pipeline a little bit. And, I mean, you got Samsonov, maybe is going to be a, your franchise goalie for the next however many years. And uh, even though Ovechkin and Backstrom starting to slowly reach the late stages of their career, they're starting to, you know, get the next wave in with a couple good first round picks two years in a row. Yeah, for sure. And that's what good teams that's what good teams do, right? Uh you you ride your core, and that's what Washington did. They did them to a cup and you won the cup, and now that really it's starting to age out, right? Obviously Holtby is on his way out. Hopefully for them at least, they don't re-sign the guy. And you know, obviously everybody else is really hitting the twilight of the career. And so, yeah, you just you spend your prospects when you're going all out. They did that uh, from, you know, like 2016 all the way up until even just last year. And, yeah, now you, you just got to slowly rebuild, rebuild, rebuild. You make smart picks. It's very important to hit these first-rounders. Um, really, you know, yeah, you got you to gotta hit these first-rounders. You get guys you can, who become studs like five years down the road, and you already have to be looking at who's going to be in your next core your next generation core when it comes to teams that are, you know, ending, ending the, the window for this current iteration of the Capitals. And so uh, definitely a sign of a well-run team when you've got, you know, that recycling, the, 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 the cycle of good teams is what it is, right? You're already yeah. restocking. And so good for Washington. And, uh, you know, you have the opposite cycle of just fucking mediocrity. That's what you, yeah, or just not even mediocrity, just worse than mediocrity. We see teams like that. Well, this is the, op- and we talk a lot about those teams, right? And they just keep doing the wrong thing over and over. Well, this is, this is kind of the opposite. Here we oh, are. Here we go. Selection Philadelphia selects from Barry 
Tyson Forster. Okay. You like him. All right. I kind of like him too. Maybe a, maybe a touch high uh, uh, considering who, the other forwards who are available. But, I mean, that's definitely a high-ceiling player. And he's definitely uh, got the potential to be a, re- a really good goal scorer. And I think he can play center and wing. So, a, a decent pick. Decent pick for the Flyers, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a high-ceiling pick. Obviously, yeah, you said it. 23 does feel does feel high for him. I thought he would be better suited for, you know, really the, the tail end of the first round. You could get a bargain there. Uh, but I just think, yeah, you look at the players on the board right now, I think Philly could have done better. But do I hate the pick? Absolutely not. I think he's a solid player. Uh, and, yeah, it's the, it's all about the upside. And, and we keep preaching that today. That's why we don't like many of the picks that we see. Gooley in particular just had to, to shut that out. And, uh, you know, just – and it's the ceiling. And if you're chasing ceiling – uh, it's you might as well chase ceiling since most of these guys aren't going to pan out anyways. And so, you know, and that's what they're doing. The Flyers are doing. And yeah, solid pick, solid pick. Um, do I think there are guys with higher ceilings? Yes. But, you know, I mean, it's a solid pick. Bork, Zeri, Gundler, all still on the board. Do the wow. Flames trade down again from number 24? <laughs> oh, are they up already? Yeah, they only moved down two picks. Okay, right. So, yeah, we're talking about uh, really, aside from LaPierre, he's the real, like, if you talk about, like, where the, 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 the Flames were out originally before their two trade downs, I mean, in terms of the best players available, it really hasn't changed much, right? Yeah, it's like aside from LaPierre. Le- yeah, LaPierre left the board, and that's about it. It's the same thing. And so, uh, to score those two third round picks, uh, and I and I said it as they made the trades. You're really not, especially the last, the second one. You're really not going to see a huge drop off in talent. I still stand by that absolutely because yeah, they've got their choice of Bork, Zary, and Gulner. Those are the three forwards that you mentioned. And uh, I mean, either one of those is an absolute steal at this point at 24. And to have traded down twice and still have to go, still have gotten them, and, and really any pick of the litter. You know, maybe they trade down another time. You could trade down another two spots, and you you still have a guarantee of one of those three, right? And so, yeah, uh, just. Good stuff from Brad to living. Really, that's good asset management, right? Because yeah. those those mid-round picks, you want as many kicks as, as, at the can as you want. And that's why you're really uncomfortable when the Habs trade their third-round pick on top of Max Domi uh, for Josh Anderson. And so, you know, uh, you really can't have enough, especially with third-round, fourth-rounders. Uh, you know, you can get some real, real gems in there. And so for Calgary to pick up two in a span of like 10, 10 15 minutes or whatever, uh, really, really some smart draft manipulation from uh, the Calgary GM. On Sportsnet, Tyson Forster, player comparable. They got Steven Stamkos. So uh, that's a little interesting. But uh, anyway, I pulled up my, my mock draft on on uh, Google Sheets. And I did, I, did, I did a full seven rounds. And not because I know much about those later round players i don't i know very basic information about them but i do it just for fun i don't have to be an expert i do it for fun and i found that i mock drafted igor chinikov to washington 181st overall in in round six so that was my projection and uh he goes 160 spots earlier than that number 21 to columbus amazing amazing work here on mokekalainen crazy yeah, you're right in bringing us back to Igor Chinikov, by the way, because we did stray stray away. We did stray away from him for a couple of picks there. But yes, let us laugh at at the glory of the Columbus Blue Jackets pick that is uh, Igor Chinikov. Like I don't even understand. What are you seeing in this guy? 
what are you seeing in this guy that you fair, don't we know see in other players who are markedly better? That is fair. That that <laughs> is very fair. But you're telling me that everybody else missed out on some crazy, crazy thing. I I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like I I found uh, I found one draft report on this guy from the hockey writers. Uh, you know, he, apparently he's got a nice shot, and uh, you know he's got some accuracy in that shot. And he's, he's a good skater. But then again, it's, you know, skating is one of those things like hockey IQ, right? It's a huge red flag if you don't have it because everybody else, it seems that everybody, you know, this guy's a great skater. Well, who isn't these days, right? Uh, so, uh, yeah, just it's, it's not a huge plus for Igor Chinakov. And besides that, I really don't understand. Like the, the strengths on this guy, it's just shot, shot accuracy. That's it. Uh, and so uh, really, really wondering what Kek Yarmo was seeing over there. Uh, because uh, yeah, really, mm-hmm. you have guys. There are guys with a better shot than Igor Tinikov at this point in the draft. There are guys who have a Tyson much better Forrest all around skill set. Exactly, and so yeah, just really Igor Tinikov, the meme of this draft, maybe the second meme actually. Uh, Shakir might be number one, but uh, uh, it's very you close. Know, just a, a nice back to back, back to back is beautiful. Yeah, Ryan Kennedy says I do not know who Igor Tinikov is. Scouting says it might be the biggest reach he's ever seen. Colin Cudmore says only two rankings he can find had Chinikov in their top 100. Craig Button at 59 and Brandon, Hol- Brandon Holmes at 96. Uh, Scott Wheeler says Chinikov was not in his top 100. Stephen Ellis vaguely remembers Chinikov making a nice play at the Holinka Gretzky in 2018. Uh, yeah, yeah, so everyone's kind of in the same boat there about Igor Chinikov. But Calgary's pick is in at number 24. So they are not moving back again. And Bettman's talking, volume back up. Give me some Wallander action, baby. Thanks, Greg. I'm proud to introduce to make our 2020 selection uh, former Flames captain, former Flames great, and Hockey Hall of Famer, Lenny McDonald. Lenny? Well, Len- Lenny McDonald's making the selection. Lenny. It's been almost 50 years since my name was called at the NHL draft. It's one of those great memories in a young player's career. Speech time. And still to this day, oh. it is for me. Has it really been 50 years since the guy was drafted? I guess. Still got the nice stash. Oh, of course. A big stage or today yeah, what the fuck is this speech, man? Come on, get on with it. Give us the pick. Yeah, come on. I got, <laughs> got things to get to. This is such an old man speech over here. Okay, here it comes, I think. I have the privilege tonight to welcome this young man to the Calgary Flames to carry on our traditions and legacy. I'll ask Flames Director of Amateur Scouting, Todd Button, to bring the jersey forward. Thank you, Todd. <laughs> and with this, the 24th selection in the 20th NHL entry draft, the Calgary Flames select... Center Connor Zari from the Kamloops nice. Blazers. Nice, Connor Zari. All right. Well, yeah. one of those three we were talking about that were sliding, and they picked one of them. So pretty hard to complain about that. Although I would have honestly expected one of the other two, Borger Gundler, because the Flames, for whatever reason, they can never seem to get that many right shot forwards. Like they acquired Elias Lindholm a couple of years ago. He's been pretty good. They signed Derek Ryan. 
But like a lot of their best forwards uh, for the past couple of while have all been left shots. And well, I know you don't want to draft for that, especially in the first round. But that's I would have expected they maybe if it's a tie, if it's close, you lean towards Gundler or Bork. But Zeri's not a bad pick. No, not at all. And uh, you know I don't like sure handedness is fun. It's it's something you take account take into account. But you know you you should you just it's not right. It, I don't like they, it's clear that they. Likes Zeri better. And if you think a guy is better, um, I know for, for us two, maybe, that, you know, these three guys are very, very close, but maybe Calgary just likes Connor Zeri much better. Or not even much better, just they like him better. And so, uh, you know, uh, just it's... I mean, I, I, yeah, exactly. You can't blame them for making the pick. Fuck, it's, uh, the guy's a steal. The guy's a steal. 24, you trade it down, you got two third-round picks, and you, get, you pick a great guy. And so, uh, yeah, just it's a great first round. One of the winners of the first round, I would say. Uh, the Calgary Flames, not only for the pick, but for getting those two third-rounders. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Montreal Canadiens just tweeted, Got a question for our 16th overall pick, Caden Gooley? Drop it in the replies, and he might answer you on Habs TV. Should I ask something? Okay. What What would you ask, though? No, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I, I don't know. Question. What would you ask him? Man? And also, uh, I probably I wouldn't feel like going out of my way to watch Habs TV anyway, so nah. Uh-oh, yeah, though. My, my TV's kind of freezing up here. Hope it's not such a problem. I'm gonna try turning it off and turning it back on. Okay. Hopefully, uh, it's not a disaster him, situation. Your... I'll ask Caden, where is your offensive upside? Um, yeah, it's like, how do you more. intend on improving? That's what I should ask him. Yeah, please. <laughs> how do you intend on acquiring the raw skills that you clearly do not possess at this moment <laughs> in time, compared to the other players that were available at the 16th selection of the recent draft? Yeah, recently, um, a bit of a mouthful. There was a funny thing. I don't remember where it was, but the situation we're talking about, like uh, um, sports interviewers or reporters that ask questions with presuppositions that offend players, like what makes the other team <laughs> so much better than you? And things like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind yeah. of a funny concept. Man. I mean, like I would, I would go all out on that. Uh, would I get that access? No, I wouldn't. But uh, you know, Mm-hmm. Gotta ask the real questions, people. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen a bunch of Twitter today about how Sportsnet literally doesn't talk shit at all about these these players uh, on the draft broadcast. Uh, which, I mean, sure, man, you don't want to offend anybody, but like, come on, you don't want to laugh at Igor Chinokov with the rest of us. Join the squad, man. Uh, apparently, uh, well, just, apparently, yeah. none of them. They were all trying to. They were like, oh, I have no idea who this player is. So that probably comes with some implications of hmm, maybe this is a ridiculous outlandish selection on the part of the Blue Jackets. Yeah, but they're not. But, but like, come on. Igor Chinikov, that selection does not deserve, oh, I don't know who this guy is. It deserves straight up laughter. All right? Um, you know, I'm not here for those muted reactions. I'm here for the, oh my God, who the hell is this guy? Hold up for a second. Pause the cameras. I need to whip out my phone, Google him, and see what the other prospect people have to say. Because, uh, yeah, man, this is this is this is like this is crazy. Like first round, what what pick was it? Like top twenty, top twenty two, um, top twenty one, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Chita Cobb was number twenty first overall, and you just see a guy who nobody's heard of, like you, and a guy who could have very reasonably gone undrafted. You really don't see it. You really don't see it. You see a couple round. You see, you know, all the, like every so often, you'll see a guy who clearly uh, was gonna go in the third round. Makes his way to the first. This is just... This is crazy. This is a crazy time. Igor Chinikov. People have never heard of him. Man. 
Imagine we're live streaming a first round of a draft and Montreal makes an outlandish pick like that. Or like if we're Blue Jackets fans in that situation and they pass on a blue chick prospect like Gumler, Bork, Zary, Hendrix LaPierre to take Igor Chinikov, who we know nothing about. That must, that must be awful to be a Blue Jackets fan right now. Even, oh, you know, yeah. you were happy when they make that Domi trade, presumably. And then they come out here and make a fool of themselves instead of taking a, a great uh, prospect uh, to add to your pipeline. Yegor Chinikov. Wow, wow. You know, it's amazing to think about. Yeah, the highs and the lows. I mean, we, we talk about how uh really hit a low when Caden Gooley was drafted earlier tonight. But man, we were already kind of reeling from the Domi trade. To be a Columbus fan and to go from the tippy top because you fleece the Habs. You fleece the Habs by getting the better player and a third round pick for this for like literally tomorrow. Uh, and and then you go ahead, you're just like, oh my god, Yarmo. What a what a that's just sick GM. He comes out and just clowns. Just just straight clown moves. And uh, you know, picking a guy, Yegor Chinikov. Man, I can't even imagine. Can't even imagine. And, and talk about another factory sentence. I understand they had, you know, they they obviously had a nice little story last year being Tampa. This year they were, you know, they everybody counted them out and they made the playoffs and they gave Tampa uh, you know, sort of a hat. They gave Tampa a hard time for one game uh, and they eliminated Toronto. Uh, you know, it's just they haven't really done shit, have they? So, uh, you know, like last year was their first playoff series victory ever. And so, you know, underrated factory of sadness, I would say. Uh, people kind of forget it because the last two years have been kind of a nice underdog story. Well, don't forget. Don't forget. They clown all the time. This is just another one. And so shout out to Igor Chinikov. You a real one. Colorado's picking. All right. Wow. Colorado gets Maverick Bork. Noah Gunler. Justin Barron. Okay. Another defenseman. Right. You know what? Nice. I don't like that. I think that's a pretty bad pick in my in my humble opinion. Wow. Uh, depending. Yeah. I, well, I've never been a big Justin Barron fan to, to begin with. Seems kind of, I don't know, a lot of red flags there. Plus the injury stuff. Uh, I expected him to go in this range, but Colorado didn't never seemed like a fit to me. I mean, well, you know, Kel McCarr, Bowen Byram, Samuel Gerard, that's gonna be a fantastic uh, you know, core of three, plus you still got Eric Johnson there for a while. You still got Connor Timmons who might turn out to be pretty good. You've got so many pieces on defense. And I mean when you got, you know, players like Maverick Bork, Noah Gundler, Jacob Perot available, who I think are not only better, but also fit a, a, a need in the pipeline better. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with with this Justin Barron selection. That that's my opinion. There, nope. there we go. I'm criticizing that pick, which is honestly a step oh, up from okay. laughing at a pick like Mukhamadoulin or Chinikov. Just uh, you know, <laughs> criticism is a step up at least. Uh-huh. Step up? Okay, all right. What do you mean step up? Like analysis quality wise, or just like. Colorado did better than those other teams. Oh, yeah. I mean, Colorado did better. Like, Chinakov is embarrassingly terrible, so it's not even worth explaining why I don't like the pick. Justin Barron, I at least had to explain my reasoning for why I'm not such a fan. So, in that sense, Colorado did a, a, a lot much better job than the Blue Jackets or the Devils with their last pick. Yeah. And and it feels like with this pick, uh, the, the Avalanche are drafting positionally, but you mention all those players that they already have, and you wonder why. Are you picking a defenseman? Because, I mean, he's not the best player available. And that's what it comes down to. And you have Maverick Bork. You have Noah Gundler right before the pick. I was like, oh, man, they're about to get Gundler or Bork. And that's not what they went with. And so, you know, 
just yeah what are you what are you chasing here man like you got a guy who doesn't fill a need who's not the best player available who's not even close in terms of quality of prospect when you compare it to real high ceiling guys like Gunnar and Bork you know yeah yeah is no, it feel- is it embarrassingly bad exactly I'm on the same boat is it embarrassingly bad no but like you definitely could have done better yeah I don't think they're drafting positionally at all I think they really did feel like they're going best player available and Justin Barron before the season started was looked at as a potential top 10 pick very high ceiling at the world junior summer showcase a little over a year ago he played with Bowen Byram and they had a pretty nice pair going. So maybe that's part of the decision. If you think you can pair him with Bowen Byram down the road, seems like a bit of a galaxy brain, but uh, there are definitely, there is a, a ceiling there. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like it's as high as the other players that were available, the other forwards. And I don't feel like it's as likely based on the way he performed in his draft year that he's going to reach it. Yeah. A hundred percent. And so, uh, yeah, how many picks do we have left? We have like seven-ish picks. I don't six. know. I can't count anymore. I'm so we've been we've been rolling for a while here. And so, six picks left. So, who are our, who are your top six at this point? Obviously, we have Bork and Gundler up there. Who are the other four that you expect to be picked? All right, this is a, well, like not who, who I expect to be picked and who I think are the best six available are two very different questions. But right. my top six remaining: Noel Gundler, Maverick Bork, Merit Kuznadinov. Uh, Jacob Perot, William Wallander, and John Jason Paterka. I think those would be my top six left. Yan Meshack, another interest, interesting name. Ridley Gregg might go. Helgi Grands might go. Uh, yeah, th- those are all... Brendan Brisson, people think he'll go in the first round. But my top six that I just named, those are my personal top six. Yeah. And it's... And I totally agree. And I think they're all, they're all first-round talents. Uh, and so, frankly, I'd be very surprised to see, you know, I'd be, I'd be, uh, yeah, I'd be surprised to see, like, if you told me uh, before the draft that you told me one of these guys would not make it in the first round, I'd be very surprised. And so, uh, you know, just uh, those six guys, they all, they're all first rounders. And so, really, you, you take any of them right now, if you're, what, the Blues, uh, I, I think it's, you're getting very good value at the tail end of the first round. I even I forgot about Kuznadinov. Uh, I just I don't know. He just slipped out of my 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 visual range. I just I kind of forgot about yeah. him. And so yeah, another guy who yeah, the guy's a first time talent. Yeah, I think Kuznadinov's a top twenty player, but him falling to this range isn't really a surprise. And if he falls into the second round, won't, won't really be a a surprise because I don't know, just the um the consensus among the you know real scouting community as opposed to the annex analytics community seems to be he's uh maybe more of a uh a, 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 an early second round or late first round player and i mean that's the range he's in now i wouldn't be surprised considering you know gundler bork all those other guys i've named are still here if i had to pick one of my top six who i think is most likely to not go here uh kuznadinov's probably the one yeah just based on hype wise really right because uh-huh. yeah as you said it, it's just yeah the consensus among the big wigs seem to be that this man uh, is maybe not a first-rounder. But, yeah, it's just, uh, man, it's looking pretty bleak for Wallander uh, making it into the first round, maybe. I don't know. Well, actually, that's not, he's the best defenseman available now, uh, I think. And yeah. so, you know, I think it's my... Wallander is it. the best defenseman available, but a Ryan O'Rourke will be drafted before him. I think Ryan O'Rourke's going okay. into this first round. That's my hunch. Right. Someone's going to take a defensive a nice defenseman, thing. Ryan O'Rourke, instead of 
instead of high okay. ceiling man William Wallander. That'd be that'd be bad. Um, and so yeah, even you even compare him to Helga Grant, and I think Wallander, I think he's much better as a prospect. Oh, the talking because he can be. Oh. Give us the news, Doug. Jake Neighbors. Huh. Huh. You know what? Not a fan. Not a fan. I didn't mention him in my top six for a reason or my top ten. I think you mocked him early early in our second round. Uh, There he goes. Late first. High skill player. Inconsistent, I think, was the knock on him, if I'm remembering correctly. Just like... But this is the point of the draft. You're like, eh, eh, I don't know. So many players that are higher value. I feel like I feel this way every year. I'm just, there are always these guys. Like a couple of years ago, it was like Valeno and Bodie Wild. I'm just repeating their names from like pick 20 onwards to like the end of the first round. Like who's going to take them? If you pass on him, it's a, the wrong pick. And the same, same feeling here with Gundler and Bork where St. Louis takes Jake Neighbors instead of them. Yeah. That's it, right? You're just, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was his range, and and you're you're picking players that are in this range. But it's like, what about the guys who are not in their range? They're currently falling below their range. Uh, and so, yeah, you really, you're you're wondering what these people are thinking. You're, you're telling me Jake Neighbors is better than Maverick Bork. You're telling me that Jake Neighbors is better than Noah Gunler. Uh, I don't, I don't buy it. You're telling me that Jake Neighbors is better than William Wallander. I'm not buying <laughs> it for a second. Uh, so. You know, it's just, yeah, you just wonder, you know, what's going on there. And yeah, really, you'd like to see, well, I don't know. I, I Well, you know, I hope that, I really don't think it's realistic that one of these falls to the Habs. But, you yeah. know, you'd like to see, you'd like to see that happen. But uh, yeah. just interesting. You know, here's what, I think Anaheim's going to take one of them, Bork or Gundler. I think Ottawa is going to pass on whichever one, uh, whichever one the Ducks don't take. And then I think Vegas will take the other one. I'm th- I'm getting a sense that we're going to see Anaheim take Gundler here, Ottawa go, I don't know maybe Ridley Gregg or something like that, and Vegas will take Maverick Bork at number twenty nine. That's the that's that's my hunch. I know my Ryan O'Rourke okay. hunch. I guess that's still on the table. So maybe we're sending him off to Dallas with pick thirty there, or uh, or San Jose with pick thirty one. If we're trying to predict the last five picks, well, and then that scenario we got like we got then we got to send Paterka to Dallas if we want to get Paterka if we want to squeeze him in to the to the top 31 so uh there there there's there's my updated to the minute prediction and maybe i got absolutely none of them right and all those players will fall to the second round who knows <laughs> yeah watch it uh who are we on watch now for yeah so uh, we're on the ducks and so they made a nice pick with drysdale yeah i think i think they're on uh i think they continue the hot streak of one um two to two they make it two to uh yeah gunler borg I mean, yeah, you wonder why the Blues didn't take him. You wonder why the Avalanche didn't take him, right? It's like, mm-hmm. what, what are you doing? What are you seeing? Are you seeing? What are you seeing that's not that we're not seeing, right? Uh huh. I have a feel. If uh, the Ducks do go with Borker Gundler, then they come away the winners of the first round. You get, you get Drysdale, and then you get one of those forwards, one of those those top twenty caliber forwards at, with your twenty seventh pick. Uh, that that's a that's an awesome haul for the Ducks. Not they also had Trevor Trevor Zegers ninth overall last year, which was an absolute steal. Uh, there's a team that uh, is going to be on the up and up within the next year or two. Yeah, for sure. And but but we're if we're already you know preemptively talking winners of the draft. I think it's I think you know no matter what happens from here on out, no doubt is the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. To get Marco Rossi at number nine, 
Um, I, I don't care who Anaheim gets here with this pick. Uh, Drysdale was it? You, you, got, you got a good value there, but Marco Rossi at nine is not good value. It's completely ridiculous. It's absurd that he fell all the way there. And so, yeah, winners of the draft, just nine ten right there. Rossi Perfetti, Wild Jets, um, crazy value, just insane, insane. Yep. I really wish you know now 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 we're in full hindsight mode. Now that we really do all have all that twenty twenty, um, I really do wish the Habs had not won that series. I'm sorry. Uh, it's just. Oof, I think, you know, like the, the gap between Rossi and Gouley, Caden Gouley, is, uh, is so big. It's bigger than a gap. It's so big. It's, it's a chasm. It's a, yeah, it's just, it hurts, man. It hurts. Yeah, man, I don't know if I'm going to go that far and wish they had lost. That was so much fun. Well, not, beat the Penguins. I know, I know, I know. Oh, whatever. All not right, wishing they had lost. Uh, the but, like, pick. it's just, it hurts. Okay, all right. Here we go. Give me my Wallander. The Anaheim Ducks are excited to select from the Starnia Sting Jacob Perrault. Jacob Perrault. That's a that's a good value oh. pick for that range as we talked about. Nice. You know, like they still yeah, he's probably the third best player I think behind Gunler and Bork still on the board or at least the third best value there. Uh, yeah, you know, great goal scoring talent. You probably could have gone to the higher 20s, been a good pick there. So I don't mind it. I don't mind it as much as Jake Neighbors. But yeah, it's hard to get enthusiastic about being like, great pick when Noel Gundler and Maverick Bork are still sitting there at number 27. I know we shouldn't be too shocked that they fell to this range because on Bob's list, they were around here. Bork was 26, Gundler was 29. But I still thought maybe hmm, a team is going to see their high ceiling and take a flyer on them, or maybe not a flyer is not the right word, and they're going to you know swing for the fences around pick twenty or maybe higher, and it just it didn't happen. Then Jacob Pro, that's a that's a, a boomer bust player though as well, and that he could end up being among the I don't know top fifteen players in the draft with his high offensive talent and skill and especially his goal scoring ability. Yeah, you said it. It's hard to get too excited about a guy like this because of who's on the board. But, you know, uh it's it's a nice pick. And I've been saying that a lot because yeah, it just wasn't it wasn't a steal. Well, you know, it wasn't a steal. And it could have been a steal, right? And so, yeah, again, you always wonder like how guys like how guys end up falling this much. And it's like this. Teams keep making nice picks and not the, you know, the steal picks. And that's how you end up with guys who you know, you're like, what the hell happened here? Uh, you know, you're the Brinkats and you're even your Caulfield. Uh, they just, teams keep making nice picks. Nobody outrageous. Sometimes, they, you know, you could throw in your Shakir or you could throw in your... your Igor your, Chinikov. Uh, what the... Your, your Igor Chinikov. But not, it's not that every team is making that kind of pick, right? Teams are making nice picks. And you're like, okay, all right. But the, the big distinction is that it's not the best pick. And that's how you end up with these guys here. Uh, and yeah, and just, just how people fall in general. It's not, sometimes you can always throw in your, your Shakirs and your, your Chinakovs, but you, you get nice picks like this and you know, sure. Maybe it'll pan out, but, uh, this is, this is how people fall. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, the phenomenon. I, I just, I just had to Twitter search Igor Chinakov again to see if someone else said anything funny. Of course. And Gotta keep named, track, man. Named Logan, who has like a, a GIF and I, I don't really understand the GIF, but the, uh, the tweet is the NHL waking Igor Chinakov up 
in the middle of the night to do a Zoom interview <laughs> in his basement <laughs> after he thought he was going seventh round and end up being the twenty first pick. <laughs> that's good. That's that's. A th- uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good one. I can. So, I, I can't wait. So that's like this is speculation, of course, right? Like uh, because I can wholeheartedly imagine. <laughs> yeah, they probably wouldn't wake. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, Chita, what? He might be sleeping now. I don't know. I have no idea. There's a very good chance we, have he we seen a sleep. Have we seen a shot of this guy? Uh, I haven't I been paying remember. such close attention to the TV, but I don't remember. We saw Shakir, I know. I don't know if we saw Igor Chinikov. Um, there was one other I wanted to mention. Oh, so Chinikov has been playing in the KHL this season. Uh, 12 games, 5 goals, 2 assists, 7 points, which is pretty impressive for a teenager in the KHL. Uh, but this does seem like a lot of what, what we like to call recency bias on the Blue Jackets bar, taking someone who should have gone in the late rounds and saying, wow, he's been amazing in, amazing in 12 games in the men's league. Time to take him with a 21st pick. Yeah, and I, I just went back on the feed um, for, I believe this is uh, Ch- the Chinakov. And, uh, oh, wait, never mind. It was somebody else. Okay, please ignore that tangent. And uh, so, yeah, what were we talking about? I got completely distracted by trying to find footage of, of uh, Chinikov. I want to see what this guy looked like. I want to see his reaction. Was he really asleep? Who knows? So, please, recenter me. Put put this train back on the rails. Uh, we were talking about, uh, well, I, the tweet about Chinikov, you know, being woken up in the middle of the night. And then about how he was doing well in the KHL. Recency bias. Is that what you were going to say something in response to? Right. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously playing in a men's league is nice. It's definitely an asset. But yeah, this is just, this is ridiculous. This is fucking dumb. Um, and you have to assume that that kind of thing is already put into the calculation of, of, of how these prospects are ranked, you know, generally as the consensus. And so when you see something like this, clearly Yarmo is on some shit and he's, uh, he's overvaluing the value of everything that Chinakov has done. Because you got to wonder, you... He sees something. He sees something here that he's clearly overvaluing, right? And I want to know what the hell is it? What the hell is it? Um, because you don't pick a guy like this for no reason, right? Unless right. you're picking names out of a hat. <laughs> um, so I I don't know. What 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 did he see in Yegor Chinikov that he thought, man, that's a first round talent? I'd love to watch what an interview. It? I'd love to watch an interview with Yegor Chinikov. Oh, oh no, with Chinikov, with Kekalainen. Yeah, see what he thought. Yeah. Ottawa's pick is in at number 28. This is the one they acquired in the Pajot trade from the Islanders. You know what would be great for them is if they took Maverick Bork uh, because that is that would be a steal at this point in the draft, in my opinion, and they might do it. And I hope they don't because uh, they are Montreal's bitter rival, of course. Yeah. And so uh, the pick is in until we're just waiting for Gary, I believe. Yeah, um, just waiting for Gary. We've got this panel. They've been talking all night, and I have not been listening because I've been listening to you. We got Jeff Merrick, uh, Brian Burke, and I think that's Sam Cosentino, three white men chatting about the draft. And now Gary Bettman's on uh, to, I guess, introduce the Sens pick. Ridley Gregg, who called the Sens, okay. we're going to take Ridley Gregg. Who said the Sens are taking Ridley Gregg? It was me. The answer was me. Was I did you. also say Anaheim you. would take, I did say Anaheim would take Gundler, and then the Sens would take Gregg. 
So, I mean, I said the Sens would take really good. It just seems like the kind of guy that, that Pierre Dorian would love, you know, because he works real hard and he's tenacious and he tries and he's gritty and he grinds. It's perfect for exactly the kind of thing Pierre Dorian would love. Good character, you know, you know, good culture for the Sens organization. Ridley Gregg. Wow. Just, uh, yeah, and again, it's like, first of all, yeah, now we're just looking at these guys. The list keeps piling up of guys who, won, who are first-round talents, who won't make the first round. And frankly, Ridley Gregg could have slipped to the second round and I went to give him a second damn. And uh, yeah, and so just another one of them. It's like, it's all right. Yeah, mediocre pick, if you ask me. Uh, and then it's bad. It's downright bad when you look at who's available on the board. Bad right? news. And I have so, some bad news. Yeah. It is oh now boy. guaranteed. Oh, no. It is now guaranteed that one no. of one of Noel Gundler, Maverick Bork, JJ Paterka, and William Wallander will not be drafted in the first round. At least one of them will be falling to day two. And to be honest, I don't know which one I'm rooting for. I want to see the German trio all go in round one. I would love to see Will William Wallander go in round one because we both love him so much. But, I mean, if one of Bork or Gundler really going to fall? I mean, they've come this far. It's possible. It would be absolutely ridiculous. And I really do think Vegas will take one of Bork or Gundler because they seem like the kind of team that is is generally savvy enough to do something like that. You know, take the more flashy player, offensively talented player. Someone like Gundler, I think, would be a good fit there. Someone like Bork as well. Especially, you know, maybe not as strong in the center pipeline. I mean, you do have Peyton Krebs there, but I mean, Paul Stasny as your second liner right now. Oh, you still, you also have Cody Glass. Eh, I guess their center pipeline's pretty strong. I don't know what they'll go with. Bork or Gundler. As I've been saying for the past, like, almost an hour, Bork or Gundler. That would be a great pick. Bork or Gundler. Yeah, we're, we're really approaching, uh, you know, broken record territory here. Approaching. Uh, on this podcast. Oh, sorry. My bad. We have... We have been, we're on full blown bloken record here, just calling for one of these guys to get called, calling for Wallander, calling for Paterka. Uh, well, you know, out of those four guys, uh, I would probably, first of all, I have an attachment to three of them. Uh, Wallander, obviously, uh, you know, love the upside, uh, power play quarterback of the future right there. Paterka, because yeah, I agree. Three Germans is hella cool. And Maverick Bork, because he has a dope ass name. And so, sorry, Noah Gundler, but I'm cheering for you the least. Uh, out of these four. And so, yeah, hot take right now. How many of these four actually make it into the first round? Two. You think it's I would, three? I'd guess two? two of them. I'd guess yeah, I think two. it's two. Yeah. I think we're seeing one of them going to go to Vegas now. Um, And I think one goes to Dallas. And then I think San Jose does something kind of stupid, like Ryan O'Rourke or something. But on the other hand, Kuznodinov yeah, is know, still available. He should go in the first round too. So now that's like I know, two I know. out of five at least that are going to drop to round two. Oh, this is what I don't like every year. I'm like, oh, these, these great players are going to drop. Yeah, and do you, trust, do you trust the rest of these three teams to go three for three? No, not one bit. Oh, not um, at all. Not at all. And so, yeah, okay, all right. If um, any of those five go, this. if any of those five go, Bork, Gundler, Wallander, Paterka, Kuznodinov, I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to go, yay, and cheer. <laughs> and if it's someone else, if we get like like Justin Sordif or Luke Tuck or Damon <laughs> Hunt or something, then I will not celebrate. I will laugh. That's what I'll do. And if we get, we get another boring yeah. one, like, like, I don't know, what would qualify here as like, eh, like kind of a Ridley Gregg style player that's uh, whatever. Was Helga Grants. Yeah, if we get a Helga Grands, I'll be like, Bleh. like that's the the worst option in terms of my excitement level. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because it feels like the last, how many picks? Like six picks? Or I don't know, whatever. We've hit, we really hit uh, kind of a plateau, like a, of like just a few, you know, meh picks. I think yeah. It's four in a row now. Four, three. You know, yeah, we were so hyped. We were hyped at the beginning. Uh, then we were sad at yeah. the Ghoulie pick. Then we were hyped again after Mukhamma Doolin and Trinakov. And so now, then the yeah. shine wore off a couple picks later. And we're just like, bah, bah. can someone take, can someone make a, a steal at all this time? Waiting to see who it is. You know what? Vegas is going to take Helga Green. I, can't I know it now. I they, they will. <laughs> now that you mentioned that as the most boring oh, option, man. now that you've put that into the world, that's who's going to be watched. I'm and they don't, have many, they don't have many right defensemen either. It's a it fits a team need. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, they're gonna take grands, I bet. I bet. Vegas take taking Hollywood Grands. You're not gonna take William, my boy. You're gonna take uh oh man. Uh yeah. You're gonna go righty, might as well go lefty. Might as well take the good lefty. William Wallander. Okay. They're right. Yeah. So, <laughs> All right, their pick is in. Oof. I'll see when Batman comes okay. up. Okay. All right. Wow. Man. Yeah, Not okay, Helga Grant, please. On. At least give me someone bad. Give me someone terrible so I can laugh at the Knights. Yeah, exactly. Volume up. Brendan Brisson. Wow. wow, man. Wow. You know, you introduced Helga Just... Grants as the boring option. Brendan Brisson fits that mm. description as well. Projected to go around 100%. this range. Has like at least six players who would have been better picks. At least like six forwards who would have been better picks. Brendan Brisson. Wow. No 100%. celebration. No laughing at Vegas for being too stupid. Wow, man. Entertainment value. I, you, the draft is great. But we're approaching a low point here with these couple picks in a row. Jake Neighbors, yeah, Jacob man. Perot, uh, Ridley Gregg, and now Brendan Brisson. Wow. Come on, man. Like, actually, I could have very easily picked Brendan Brisson uh, when you asked me for a boring pick because I got a list of names here. Brisson's right under Helga Grants. Wow. So, you know. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, absolutely. Just. Man. And you don't. I think Brisson actually fits available. The, yeah. I think Brisson actually fits the description better because you said you introduced Helga Grands as the as the um the example. So if they had gone with Grands oh, after you mentioned that, it would have so been boring anymore. It would have been funny. Yeah. So now now Brisson yeah. is the one that actually fits the boring definition because you didn't mention him. Wow. It just had to be, right? It was faded. It um, must. It must just, have. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. Our witchcraft is Hit a, Man, hit a, who are we rooting you know, for? A dry spell. You know, a dry spell. Ayo. Anyways, what? Okay. <laughs> that might, that joke might have been the highlight of my last six picks. Wait, what um, was the joke about for? dry spell? Because I was talking about witchcraft, and I was like, our witchcraft has kind of oh, a spell. A dry spell. Ayo. Oh, Anyways, uh, <laughs> who are we rooting for? You mean like to be drafted? Yeah, Paterka Wallander. Like I want them both to go in the first oh. round, but I also like our Gunler Bork going really to drop. That's kind of that's like an Alex Dabrinka yes. situation. If Gunler and or Bork drops to the second round, that's like Alex Dabrinka level. What's going on here? Yeah, and but I'm cheering. You know, yeah, Wallander and Paterka are my first two right now. And uh, knowing knowing these teams, neither of them are going to get drafted in the first round. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's where we're at. We have Dallas on the clock, San Jose on deck. And so, yeah, Detroit's got to be licking their chops. Stevie Eiserman's got to be licking his chops. Yeah, looking at who's going to so. be available for him heading into that second round. 
You know, if I'm the Sharks here, man, I'm so happy that I, because I don't have my first rounder and I get one for Barkley Goudreau, and now I know uh, at least one of Bork or Goodler is going to be there. It's kind of the same thing we were talking about earlier with the Jets. We know Rossi or Perfetti is going to be there after that eighth pick and they end up with Perfetti. The Sharks should be feeling the same way. But then again, we had a string of about like seven teams that should have been feeling that exact same way, and none of them took Bork or Gundler. And I have a prediction about Noah Gundler. I think he's going to be drafted by the Minnesota Wild 39th overall tomorrow, exactly where Montreal would have been picking if they had lost to the Penguins. So that's Rossi and Gundler to the Wild in in Montreal's spots that would have been if they lost to the Penguins. Meanwhile, Montreal gets stuck with Caden Gooley, 16th, and tomorrow with 47-48. I I don't know, like uh, Brock Faber and, and Will Cooley or something. No doubt. No doubt. Um, I was about to say Shakir Mukamadillon, uh, but alas. <laughs> but alas. Man's, man is taken in the first round. Let's go. All right. So, yeah. So, Dallas is up. And, man. Yeah. So, just that. Okay. Yeah. Marco Rossi. Oof. Uh, so, yeah. I'm, uh, wow. This, this, this has been a really marathon here. Running at like three hours and a half at this point. Yeah, I forgot how long the draft takes. I was thinking like maybe three hours tops. We're at three and a half. We just went to a commercial break with two picks to go. I haven't eaten since this started. I'm actually pretty hungry. I'm going to have something after we're done. You shouldn't eat snack right before bed, but I'm very hungry, so I will. Yeah, man, I haven't eaten since three o'clock. I skipped dinner for this, man. I want to record. You skipped dinner? I had a a seminar before. Yeah, I didn't have time to. I had homework. I know, I know. Won't be doing it tomorrow. Uh... We're trying to trying to stay fit in quarantine here, mm-hmm. but uh, okay, all right. I had a nice, I had a nice hearty break? dinner. Oh I made myself a sandwich. Mm-hmm. I took two pieces of bread, and I put in this order: a slice of a slice of cheese, slice of bologna, some lettuce, another slice of cheese, some more lettuce, piece of bologna in between my two pieces of bread, and I ate it, and it was great with a glass of chocolate milk. Um, Delicious dinner, so and uh, it's now. filled me up that pretty nicely. Fantastic, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Might I have another one tomorrow. It was pretty good. What? Might have another one What's tomorrow. That? I might have another one of those. Oh, another <laughs> ah. <laughs> Why not? Why not? It's a good combo. Uh, let's see. What do we talk about in this? Day? Oh, you know, I've been baking bread every day as I have all quarantine, and I've moved on to a new type. Uh, like just a few months ago. So this is a new type is uh, relative, and uh, it's really been my lifeblood over the course of the school year. And so I, I bake challah, uh, you know, the braided, you know, yeah. eggy kind of bread. That's the and so, and then it's fucking amazing. And I've got it down to like a formula. It's so good. And then I, I put peanut butter. I just put peanut butter and it's my breakfast every single day now. Every time, every so often I throw in a you know, sunny side up if I, if I wake up early enough before class. But uh, man, peanut butter on challah is, woo, it's man, sustaining me for months I- now. I don't like oh, peanut butter without jelly next to it, but that's my personal opinion. Like honestly, I don't even need anything on the hollow. I'll just I'll just bite right into it. Just, and it's I love it so much. The, maybe the greatest <laughs> bread out there. Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah, you know? Uh it's up there. You know, I would say I would say bagels are are, are pretty cont- solid. I hate to interrupt this bread talk, but Dallas is their pick is about okay. to be announced right. 30th overall. So up the All volume right. we go. Here we go. Oh, Wallander, baby. With the 30th selection in the 2020 NHL draft, the Dallas Stars William Wallander. Maverick Bork of Shawinigan. Maverick Bork. Okay. Good One stuff. Of them. Good stuff. One. 
a steal. Smart pick from Dallas. Steal for steal, Dallas. Steal. Wow, and they don't mm. have many of those, to be totally honest. They just have like they have a pretty nope. spotty draft record, to be totally honest. Uh, of, besides, you know, a couple late round gems they've they've found, but Maverick Bork, that's a first round pick, and that's a great first round pick. Thirtieth overall, ridiculous that he fell that far, in my opinion. Wow. Yep. And uh, the value there is great. Sick ass name. I can't, how many times have I complimented this man's name? Well, uh, Maverick. Uh, a million. And so, just a number of great names tonight. Uh, and so, uh, yeah. Steal from Dallas. Good stuff. We've been waiting on this all, it seems like, all night now. But it's only been like seven picks. <laughs> and so, I mean, yeah, good for them. Yeah, as you said, their track record has been spotting. Not just in, like, the prospects panning out. But, like, just, like, in the moment. You're like, ah, what the fuck are they doing? But this is a good one. They're on a hot streak after making the cup final. Uh, good stuff from them. Nice pick. And the, the, the real tragedy here is that one of Wallander and Paterka are not making the first round. Yeah, which, and honestly, if I had to guess, I think both. I think I'm getting strong Noel Gundler vibes now with his 31st pick. I know before I was thinking like, oh, maybe the Sharks will do something dumb. And I don't think so. I don't I don't think Gundler falls anymore than this. Well, on the other hand, I did just say I think he's going to Minnesota. But Gundler, San Jose, 31. It kind of feels like the kind of thing that you can look at forever and it can be entrenched into his feels like it was meant to be. I feel like it's an epiphany I'm getting right now. Maybe I'm just I'm just uh, a little bit too <laughs> tired. Maybe I'm starting to hallucinate. But Noel Gundler to San Jose so. right now. 31st overall. Book it. Feels like destiny. Wow. Feels like destiny. Okay. All right. Set it install. Somebody edit the Wikipedia page um, right yeah. now. Uh-huh, no Noel question. Gundler. No Noel doubt about Gundler. it. Okay. All right. Um, so my pick, it's it's got to be the boy, William Wallander. Um, you know, I've stood by his first round pedigree for weeks now, for months, through many a prospect mm-hmm. profile. Let's profile. go. Of, of course. First round pick, William Wallander to the San Jose Sharks. That's a nice fit, isn't it? They got a bunch of old-ass mm-hmm. defensemen out there. So, you know, I like it. I like it. You know, uh, Brett Burns is, the, is their offensive guru on the defense. Ah, you can you can replace him in a few years. He's in the twilight of his career. Replace him with William Wallander. Book it. All right. Uh, oh, they're interviewing. Um, who did Calgary take? I can't remember now. Connor Zary. That's who they're talking to. And he's uh, with his family with his Flames jersey on and his Flames hat. He's got his earbuds in. Can't hear what he's saying, of course. San Jose, uh, actually, they pick 34th also. Their own second round pick is three picks after this one. So I wonder if that plays in a little bit. Like, if I'm picking here, I'm thinking, okay, there's Gundler on the board. There's also Wallander, Paterka, Kuznodinov. If I want to split it, like forward and defenseman, maybe I take Wallander here because I know that one of those great forwards is going to be there at 34. Unless I really think Gundler is like a step above the other ones, in which case... Best player available, of course, but maybe if they're thinking like like that, which I have no reason to believe they are, maybe maybe Wallander will be the pick here. You know what? I feel it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. The way you put it like that, uh, I wasn't aware. I just well, I wasn't. I just forgot that they were they were so they were close to being up next. They're basically on on, on deck uh, for the second round, and so yes, this, the time to take a defenseman is now. That's right. First round pick. William Wallander, um, you know, just gotta gotta keep riding that train. I'm manifesting again. 
as I have been. Um, and it would be truly a roller coaster ride and very fitting to end on William Wallander for tonight. Yeah, it really would be. Would be. If it's Wallander, I celebrate. If it's Paterka, I celebrate for the German trio. If it's Gundler, I celebrate because I just said that it's destiny and it's meant to be, and that would prove me correct and my prophecy. Uh, if it's like someone like Kuznadinov or Yan Mishak, I'll be like moderately happy or like Helga Grant. No, not I don't know. I mean moderately, moderately happy. I mean, <laughs> I mean bored. That is what Helga I meant to Grant. say. Yeah. I I meant bored. If it's someone okay. like Yan Mishak or Kuznadinov or Helga Grants, I'll just feel bored. And so best case is one of those three celebration options. Next best case is yeah. laughing stock, Mukhamadulin, uh, Chinikov style pick. Maybe someone like Damon Hunt. We got some of that action going. Or Ryan O'Rourke, not very good either. And a boring option like Mishak, Kuznadinov, Grands is what I am rooting against here. The pick is in, and we're off to Batman. All right. Here it is to end the night. It's been a long one, but a fun one. Here we go. William Wander. Ozzy Weissblatt. That's a oh, fun one. Ozzy. That is a fun one, isn't it? Ozzy, my boy. From the second round. Yep. Okay. Um, oh, so something cool. Uh, the guy who made the pick for the Sharks, before he said the name Ozzy Weissblatt, uh, said something in sign language. I don't know if Ozzy ooh. has uh, like a deaf family member or something. I don't know, but that was a, a pretty cool thing to do. Uh, and his whole family, they're showing them now the massive celebration that he's a first round pick. They look like a fun bunch, to be totally honest. Biggest celebration I've seen. <laughs> they like, erupted into cheers. Nice. So, you know what? Noel Gundler, William Wallander, JJ Paterka. Wow. Ridiculous. All second rounders. Same with Kuznadinov, Yan Mishak. Teams are going to be getting steals. Maybe one of them even falls to Montreal at 46 tomorrow. But uh, fun for Ozzy. Cool name, Ozzy. A couple of great names to, at the end of the at the Excellent. end of round two. Uh, sorry, round one. Maverick Bork and Ozzy Wiesblatt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, just talking about the pick. I thought it was a bit early. I thought Wiesblatt was a was a nice upper second round guy. But hey, it's we're just about the fun now. It's all about the fun, and uh, that's a fun pick. That's a fun name for the Sharks, and uh, yeah. That's that's it for the first round, and you're looking at those guys, and you're really wow, wow, yeah. wow. Uh, all of those guys did not make the cut into the first round. Just kinda, nuts. The Gunner's really though. crazy. No, yeah, Gunner's just wild. And uh, you know, Eiserman has a full night to, to to sleep on this one. Think of the right answer. Uh, and yeah, sucks for the German trio. I really. I really thought that would happen. I thought Reichel would be the wild card, but I guess not. Uh-huh. Uh, Paterka is the guy that falls, and Paterka is a really high skilled guy. So another steal, like a real, real, real steal. Not just for the novelty of the three Germans, but this guy's really good. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, um, a lot. Yeah, these guys, first round talents, they make the cut because you got a bunch of clowns picking China Kov. Here we come round twenty first. Wow. Wow. So I think we're going to I think we're going to cut it here. It's going to be a very hefty audio file. We're at about 3 hours and 40 oh, yeah. minutes right now. Uh we're going to have a regular fusion episode this uh Sunday, I suppose. 
Uh, we'll have free agency to talk about then too. And day two of the draft. I assume there'll be, well, there'll definitely be stuff going on, such as draft picks. Hopefully some trades too. Maybe some, I don't know, Patrick Line action. But we are going to cut it off right here. Any final thoughts, Tysay? Yeah, I don't know how these, like respect all the TV guys <laughs> who do this and have visual on too uh, with a camera on them for hours. Man, it was a marathon, but really a roller coaster from top to bottom. Um, it was a blast. It was a blast, except for when the house picked Caden Gooley. That was bad, but uh, it was it was a fun night. Yeah, sighing about Caden Gooley for the next several years, oh, probably. Man. All right, and Josh we'll Anderson. Stop the but no, okay. Oh, Josh and Joel yeah. Edmondson. All right. Oh my! I oh, can't man. believe okay. it. Okay, that's it. Don't forget. Okay.